0: How's it going everybody and welcome to the Breaking Habits podcast. My name is Joe, I'm your host and today I'm with a very special guest all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. How are you doing buddy? I mean I've been been excited for this one for a little while uh, because there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about. Uh, Rodney Lennon, uh, Fit for My Family is obviously the book that you've um, written yourself post-journey or I suppose you could still say in your journey obviously as you are still you know developing and still improving yourself on a daily basis uh but first of all I just want to get into without giving too much too many details rather um what, what what where did your journey start in terms of weight loss uh and what was what was the the kickoff factor and and how's it been up to now obviously without giving too many details away on the book all right Joe what's
1: going on um, man This has been a- Lifelong journey. That's why. That's exactly why I tell my clients and people who newly discovered my page. It's a journey, man. You have to be patient. Um, fitness is not. You know, it's not loyal to you. It's <laughs> you don't own it. <laughs> um, it's something that you got to do on a consistent basis, day in and day out, man. Just to get your piece of the pie. Um, I started at thirteen, man. Um, thirteen to be exact. Eight a.m. on my thirteenth birthday. I started on the bench press in my grandma's backyard with my brother because um, I had been wanting to work out since I was 11. He's like, no, you gotta be, you're 13. You don't want to be too young. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I wake up, my 13, brother, boom, we start, man. Um, and it started ever since. I turned 30 in December. So December is going to make, what, 17 years I've been working out. Um, I've just been doing it consistently. But from 13 to, I want to say, 19, that was like my prime time. Um Fresh out of high school, I got my record, my record got broken to shambles, man. Um, I had my identity stolen, Um, had somebody use my identity to deposit a fake check into my bank account at 19. It it was a huge check, thousands of dollars, you know, overdrawn my account. It was a felony on my record. So really from 19 to, I wanna say 25, 26, I was in and out of the court systems fighting that case. Taking anti-theft classes, um, and when you have a felony on your record, it's the jobs you can get are limited. So I couldn't get any good jobs. I had jobs lined up. As soon as they run my background, hey man, you know we can't hire you. So uh, I was really depressed, man. And while all of this was happening, I had multiple family members dying—uncles, aunts, you know, members of my church and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, fresh out of high school, that young, nobody can help you prepare for things like that. So um, I just handled it the best way I could. You know, I kept lifting weights. I'm going to start with that. <laughs> no matter what no matter what was going on in my life, I always lift weights. I always went to the gym. Um, but I just kept at it, man. I kept working out, but I was still depressed. You know, um, I had to resort to going back to the restaurants. Um, I was working at checkers
0: overnight. I don't know if you heard, heard checkers and rallies. No, no. Why? It's, it's it's not it's not a UK uh, restaurant. Is it like a fa- I'm guessing it's like fast food. Is it?
1: It's a fast food restaurant, 24 hours. Um, it, it, you know, you know the same things, man. Hamburgers, fries, and mm-hmm. cheese, stuff like that. You know, hot wings. Um, but yeah, not the best foods. You know, all those calorie loaded foods. Everything's greasy and fried. And I was working there 9 p.m. till seven in the morning um Jeez. but even more depressing uh most of my paycheck was going towards paying legal fees so i probably was bringing home out of all that work i was doing i was maybe bringing home 800 bucks a month so um yeah yeah just eating and drinking and hanging with the wrong people doing anything just to keep my mind off of my current situation um but still lifting weights though yeah so that, that that kept me that's what kept me solid man um because I really want to say the best shape i got in before all this stuff happened was um i had to be right before i graduated high school man i'm talking about powerhouse you know bench squat deadlift um everything besides shoulder press was over 300 pounds coming right out right out of high school so you know that muscle memory never leaves you Mm -hmm. so i always kept lifting weights kept working out kept working out and at 25 when i beat that case I got, the, I cleared my record, got everything straight. I, I'm born and raised in Miami, so, uh, Miami. Um, I moved from Miami to Georgia because my brother was already in Georgia. So I closed that case, moved to Georgia, and I wanted to start fresh, man. Um, my brother's like, look, I know you don't have much. Just come up here and live with me, and I'll help you get everything together. Don't worry about paying any bills. Just focus on rebuilding your life. So I move up here, and, um, yeah, sometimes it gets rough telling the story, man, because, you know, you just start bringing back those memories. Yeah,
0: I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, you
1: start start suppressing stuff, man. So I moved up here, you know, I moved to Georgia in 2015, didn't have anything. You know, all I had was a <laughs> the clothes on my back, a, a, a pillow and a blanket, and that was it. I was moving to Georgia, <laughs> you know, so I, I start from scratch. You know, we have a lot of free uh, contract jobs in the warehouses here. I went to those. You can find a job the same day. They'll walk you right into a job the same day. So I started like that. Eight bucks an hour working, nine bucks an hour working, just rebuilding my life, rebuilding my credit, reestablishing my finances. Um, I worked a few months, got enough money, got me another gym membership up here in Georgia. Um, and after that, you know, I was like, okay, well, it's the end of 2015. My mom still lives back in Miami. Me and my brother decide, okay, well, we're gonna go visit mom in February, March of 2016, we were going we to go to Miami and surprise our family. We weren't, we weren't going to tell them we were coming. So December 2015, I started getting back in my groove. I started working out. I'm doing my five, six days of weights, five, six days of cardio. At the time, I was like 305. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get this weight off. I, w- I want to look good going to see my mother. I haven't seen her in months. Mm-hmm. So I'm working out and working out. Excuse me. And I'm going to work. I'm at work. I'm on my lunch break at work. And I get the worst phone call of my life. My brother calls me and tells me our mom is gone. Man, I'm talking about crushed. Crushed.
0: And was this, this this was something that sort of happened out of the blue, right? So there was no expectation of this sort of thing potentially happening or?
1: Um, My mother had pre-existing conditions, but we sent her back home to Miami because because she actually moved up here with us for just a little bit to help us get set up in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew she had some pre-existing conditions, but they from her her doctors in Miami told us everything was under control.
0: So okay. she,
1: she was diabetic, had the high blood pressure. We got rid of the blood pressure medicine. Um, she was still diabetic, but it was under control. Her weight was under control. She was eating better because everybody pitched in and made sure she had a good diet. But um, what ended up uh, really taking it there, man? Um,
0: pneumonia
1: came out of nowhere because when a diabetic catches pneumonia, it's fatal for them. Mm-hmm. So overnight, boom, just like that. So it was nothing that anybody could do about it, you know. So, Great. yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That was that was the the roughest point of my life, man. Um, so yeah, we um, it, it took a toll on us, man. You know, me and my brother, we did the only thing that we knew how to do to get through it, man. Just work, 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 eat, drink, work, eat, drink, work. It got to a point, man, we barely wanted to go to sleep. We just wanted to work
0: just, to, just to keep our mind. Man. So uh, uh, so at that point, this is the point where you're eating your weight up, right? And this is the point where you're, you know, get on a journey to get yourself to a point where you are eventually unhappy. Um, so I, I guess that the question is how long did this go on for and then what was what was the trigger marker to say okay I I, I need to stop now because you know I, I know where I can go in terms of my physique and I know what I can do when it comes to lifting weights and resistance training um, and what what was what was that point where you sort of realised you'd had enough was it was there something that you know changed your life changed your perspective or you know what, what was it that just because I find there's always a switch, you know, there's always a, there's always, when, when it comes to gaining weight, losing weight, changing yourself, that they're, they're, they're such major changes in your life. Uh, and you have to make such significant change to your lifestyle if you're living that way. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm the same, you know, I have bad relationship with food, or had bad relationship with food, had a bad relationship with working out, had a bad relationship with a lot of different habits. So I know that there is a switch or a click point. Uh, what was that for you?
1: Um, that switch is coming. Right now, we're we're at the point of the story. We're in 2016. My mother just passed in February. I'm taking you down the whole timeline, Joe.
0: Yeah, sure. That's what I want, buddy.
1: See, <laughs> my mother just passed. Um, you know, I, I was coping with it the best way I could. Uh, I was on a dating app, um, just you know, doing anything, you know, just meeting random women. You know, meet them, don't call them anymore, take them out to eat, just, just to have somebody around. Um, mm-hmm. Don't call them anymore, just doing whatever I could to keep my mind off of the fact that, you know, my heart just got ripped out of my chest losing my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm on the dating app, and I'm just playing around like usual. And I see a lovely young lady, I'm like, oh, hold on now, this one's different. Click, meet her. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, this is a big fish for me to take down. So, I'm I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just the thrill of the hunt. Like, I'm going to take her down and I'm going to move on down the road. Like I do the rest of And <laughs> So um, it, it didn't happen. like.
0: That. Yeah, yeah. I could see that coming.
1: in. <laughs> I met, uh, at the time, you know, I didn't know it, but you know, we met um, my wife, my, not my wife now, but we met um, through the dating app. Um, I took her to breakfast. It was a really, really enjoyable date. And um, I, it was just Completely different, man. You know, I knew something was different about her. She knew I was a good guy, but she could tell something was off about me. So I guess that's what kind of, I guess, sparked her interest as well. So um, we actually connected. Um, that was the end of April of 2016. Then things go very well. Um, June of 2016, I go, you know what? Cut the rest of the girls off. This is the one. So <laughs> I told her, I'm like, look, you know, you're my girlfriend now. You know, so <laughs> <It> wasn't that. <laughs> To ask you, <laughs> yeah, like we we were out at an event with her family, and I, I pull her to the side. I'm like, "Look, I'm 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 enjoying this too much. You're you're mine now. You know, it's official." So that's 2016. We move on down the road. Keep going. You know, I'm I'm still dealing with it because it took me probably about two months after I met my wife to tell her that my mother was even gone. She was like, "Wow, you know, I I knew you talked about her like in the past tense." She's like. When you told me that she was gone and I knew that I didn't get a chance to meet her, she was like, she started crying when I told her my mother passed away.
0: Yeah, which is the sign of someone that really cares straight away as well.
1: Right, right. She really does care. She really did care. Um, She's a a big ball of emotion, man. She has a big heart. So, you know, it really hurt her that she couldn't meet. She found a man that she loved and she couldn't meet his mother. So it hurt her. Um, Yeah. So still. Even though I had the love of my life, I'm still coping. You know, drinking, eating, eating. We'll be hanging out. We're on dates. My wife's like, no, "You, you you're sure you're not eating too much?" I'm like, "No, I'm going to the gym tomorrow. I know what I'm doing." So <laughs> 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 I just deadlifted 400 pounds. I need to eat all. I need to eat a whole pizza and drink a bottle of uh, Corona. You know, <laughs> I, it, I had it bad, man. I was mm-hmm. doing so much. I'll do an hour cardio, lift weights, and go to Domino's. Um, then. 2017 I buy my Dodge Challenger you know it's a muscle car I buy it I soup it up I, you know doing all kind of things putting everything into that car you know making psychologically I was making that car look the way I knew I should have looked um, so that's 2017 Moving right along everything's going great you know loving my relationship I'm working I got a good job now I'm making money I'm back on my feet credits looking great Um. Then in 2018, January, my wife walks in that room. She has that pregnancy test. (laughs) (laughs) The game changer. We're expecting. I'm like, oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, I go in in the restroom. I look in the mirror, take all my clothes off. I'm like, is this the man that you want your son to call his father? I'm 330 pounds. I'm like, man, I got to do something about this. It's January. Baby's gonna be here in September. I got some time. I'll get it together. So I reach out to my mentor. Um that I, I've been I had been following him for years, man. And I knew I should have connected with him. But you know, that male ego of I know what the hell I'm doing in the gym, man. I don't need no guy to tell me what to do in the gym. Mm-hmm. That's what all stopped me from reaching out to him. Um, AJ Ellison. Um I put my pride aside. I was like, hey man, you know. I need help. I need to get started with a meal plan, this and that. I'm 330 pounds. I want to get down. I want I want to get in shape, man. I want to compete one day, but for now I want to focus on getting healthier and getting in shape. He's like, all right, here's the basics. Start with a meal plan. Um, started with meal plan in January and I played around with it, but it taught me the basics. It taught me my portion sizes, what they look like. It taught me about calories and, you know, from 13, I had always wanted to be a personal trainer. So that was my wake-up call to say, okay, well, since I got this guy on my line, I'm going to start mentoring with him and learning what he knows because he's been in the game for de- over a decade, man. So mm-hmm. um, we kept in contact all through 2018. I didn't become a client. I just got a one-time meal plan from him and went on down the road. Played with it all year. My son shows up September 2018. I'm happy, but I'm extremely overweight. And I tell my son, you know, I'm like you're baby now, you don't understand. But this man that I am today, you're never gonna meet him. I'm gonna make sure you never meet this 300-pound guy, and you'll never have to call him your dad, man. Because uh, it's just not—it's not healthy, you know. When children grow up, especially little boys, they see their father overweight. They think, oh, well, dad has a stomach. You know, it's okay for me to be fat. Dad's unhealthy. Dad doesn't do anything. Dad sits on the couch all day. I can do that too. He—he's gonna do whatever he sees me do. I'm his first idol. I'm his first superhero. So I have to set the standard for him. Mm-hmm. Um, financially, the way I treat his mother, um, the way I treat my cars, you know, the way I run my business. He needs to see all of that growing up. So he doesn't have to go and find another man to show him how to do it. You know, so that was that big wake up call. You know, his birthday when I held him for the first time, we had this conversation, he don't even know it, he'll never remember it, but He's going to see it the way we live, the life I'm building for him. You know, Um, And that was it, man. So my son, uh, we got him home, got everything situated. Uh, I had two weeks off from work. When I got back to work, I said, okay, well, I'm going to test myself. I know I can start this fitness journey over from scratch because I've been in shape before. This is going to be my third and final time getting in shape. So I go back to work after two weeks of being off and I test myself by seeing how long I can go without taking a day off from work. So I'm 330 pounds. I was working on a stand-up forklift. I go to work 45 days straight, no day off. Every single day, 8 to 16 hours a day. Every day, just to test myself. So I said, okay, well, I had to take a day off because I was extremely overweight working on a stand-up forklift, and the only reason I took that day off is because my left ankle was killing me. I was too overweight to be standing up that long. So I said, okay, well, if I can go to work 45 days straight for a job that really doesn't care about me, I can stick to a nutrition plan and a workout program for me to make myself healthier. I can do it. So I reached back out to my, my mentor, AJ Ellison. Um, and I go, man, look, it's time, man. I got to make this happen. I got this baby, you know, uh, I want to get married one day. I don't want to be, I don't want to be standing at the altar, marrying my wife wearing a size 52 pants. You know, I, you, that, that was that point where you just like fed up, you know, you, you, you're letting everything out. Everything that's going to move you, you have to tell that person that's going to be holding you accountable what's behind the reason that you're doing this. And I laid it all out for him. He's like, look, dude, you got to do the work. I'm like, man, I want to be a trainer just like you, too. I want to take clients. I want to be a coach as well. He's like, well, if you want to do what I do, we really have to get started. We got to get this weight off of you because you have to look hard if you want to be a trainer. You want people to give you their hard-earned money to teach them how to be in shape when you're not in shape. So – we started December, 2018. Uh, cause I had played with that meal plan all year, got down to like three Oh five. So December, 2018, I'm three Oh five. And we start, man. If actually to date, we, we it was the Sunday before Christmas in 2018, three Oh five. And I went 16 weeks straight, seven days a week on the diet. Boom. Five days a week in the gym. Boom. I was the only one working. In my household at the time, I'm still working 12, 16 hours, whatever it took just to keep the money in the house so we can afford groceries, bills, everything, savings, so we can keep everything going. But I was working all those extra hours at work to make sure it's nothing financially that can interrupt my fitness program. So <clears throat> from December 2018 to April 2019, I go from 305 to 258, and that's all I needed. I'm like, look this is it right here. I'm going all the way. So we keep going. We keep dieting. We keep training. Um, Five days of weights, five days of cardio, diet seven days a week. I got down to about 250, right right around out of the 250s. I was like 251. Had a cheat meal. Man, when I say that felt so good, man. He's like, well, now you're at a point where we can incorporate these into your program. I'm like, oh, I, I, I really can do this now. <laughs> so <laughs> I really could do this now. I was like, you know, uh, every other week or once a week. Or, he's like, yeah, we're going to have to start incorporating those. Okay, cool. So that really gave me the momentum to keep going, sticking with the program, man. And um, I want to say July of 2019, it happened again. I had an uncle pass away. My mother's brother passed away. And I had, that was another determining moment. I'm like, do you throw in the towel, get depressed, and go back in that shell, or are you gonna keep rolling? I'm like, I'm not not throwing in the towel. Whatever I gotta do, even if I have to go down there and miss meals or whatever, you know, my family wasn't gonna give me any time to work out. Our funerals that my family throw is like a party. You're never gonna get away from that, so. I took everything I needed. I had my my bathroom scale i I checked that in my luggage um I packed some healthy foods, you know my peanut butter, my bananas um stuff like that, and I went on the road. we went to Miami, you know, we celebrated my uncle's passing um um and I went back home boom the next Monday started again, right back on my nutrition um got all my meals prepped, want to say. November, 2019. That's when we. That's when we got there, man. I woke up that morning, flat 200 pounds, and that was like, yo, it's time now. That's when I started getting my business cards together. Um, I went and got my business established. I got my LLC, and I, I said, this is the the only way I'm going to be able to to stay in shape for the rest of my life. I have to make my body uh, the source of income for my family now because this is a lifelong dream for me and I to hold myself accountable I have to brand myself boom so I went and got my LLC Rodney Lennon Fitness LLC okay cool now your body is literally a business so it shame on you if you get out of shape now <laughs> so yeah that was it man um I started taking clients right away you know I I waited from three hundred pounds to a flat two hundred, because I didn't want to do anybody dirty, man. Just be like, hey, well, I'm a trainer now, man. Mm-hmm. You you out of, you're an out of shape, trainer. So yeah, yeah that, that, that's it, man. That,
0: that's that's the whole journey to get to where we are now. What's what, what I find find pretty because c- a, a big part of this podcast is about. Mm, I want to talk to people that will both inspire me and inspire my listeners because I'm. I'm, a, I'm I'm from a place that's, which is which is pretty similar in terms of the yo-yo weight lifestyle where you you know one minute you're really lean really fit and in a very good shape or you know in the best shape you've ever been in and then you know two years later you're the heaviest you've ever been and uh, where I really relate is um, obviously i've got a daughter uh, and she's she's uh, nine months now so you know she's she's still very young and she and she's a massive motivating factor going back to what you were talking about with the wanting to be healthy for your daughter and be a good role model and and, and be around and give yourself the best opportunity of seeing seeing their you know their wedding days and all of that sort of stuff it all comes back to health but what's 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 interesting for me is um the reason i fell off the wagon sort of in in terms of you know my fitness was actually because of all the things that involved becoming a father a big a big thing for me was the fact that i struggled to juggle the upcoming responsibility of becoming a father and then the actual responsibility of becoming a father plus my job and all of my other daily you know tasks with actually going to the gym and eating well I'll edit that bit out. <laughs> but yeah, um, well, I I I struggled with sort of balancing that that lifestyle, you know, like finding time to go to the gym. And and and, and, and what I, what I find interesting about your journey is that no matter how many hours you worked, no matter what was in the way, the the weightlifting and the nutrition, once you really clicked with it, was the one thing that sort of stayed um, really like prevalent and 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 was a a constant for you so was there anything beyond just your personal goals that motivated you through that sort of you know because there must have been days where you woke up and you said to yourself I'm not feeling it today I don't feel good or you know I don't feel like going especially at the start when you still you still you know big you're lethargic um and, and 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 you're not necessarily seeing the results instantly. There's there's always those days where it's like, you know what, I'm gonna skip the gym today, or you know what, I'm gonna I'm just gonna have a chocolate bar, it won't hurt, or, or whatever. What what was what was the you know, what stopped you sort of relapsing in those moments?
1: Um what stopped me was because I've always known what it took to be in shape. Because like I said, this is my third and final time getting in shape. Um Just, just you look at all the greats in the fitness industry, man. Anybody that you know that is anybody in fitness, you know, it's that mindset, man, of just giving up that instant gratification, just putting your head down, doing the work, saying, Man, look, I'm not worried about the results, I'm worried about mastering the process. So, I kept telling myself every day, man, you know, regardless of what's going on, you know, it's possible, you know, you just got to get through today. Today may be shitty, you get through it, and then you got to do it all over again. (laughs) Every day. So if you can just master one day at a time, one meal at a time, um, one day at work at a time, whatever happens, as long as it don't kill you, you're going to make it to tomorrow and you can do it all over again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, especially at my job, when I first really got started, man, I really want to say I went through... Let me get you a good guesstimate. I want to say probably about the entire time losing that 100 pounds, man, I want to say I went through about seven work schedules. About seven work schedules. In December 2018, when I first started, my schedule was 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So with that, I had to wake up in the morning. I woke up at 3 in the morning before the wife and the baby got up. 3.30 in the morning, started my meals, um, went to the gym. Came home probably about, worked out from like 4.30 till about 6.30. Came back home, showered, helped my wife with the baby a little bit. Because at the time, my wife wasn't working. So all the financial responsibilities were on me. So yeah, wake up in the morning, go get my workout before work, come back home, shower, help with the baby a little bit, go to work. I had to leave for work around about 9.20 to get to work on time. So I will leave a few minutes earlier than that. I will leave at 9.15, um, get to work probably about 9.40, 45. I had a meal right before I clocked in just to make sure I didn't miss that meal. It's all about the nutrition. Mm-hmm. So I had to look at my schedule 10 to 6 and say, okay, well, my lunch break at work was, I believe, I, really, I could take my lunch break really at that time I had a special gig at work so I can really take my lunch break at any time. So I set up my meals where it was very convenient for me. I knew all the schedules at work. I knew all where all my coworkers were going to be. I'm talking about, I was so strategic with it, man. I'm like special ops. Like I knew where all the managers were. I'm telling you, the managers, those were the determining factors at work. I knew where the managers were going to be. I knew their their meeting times. I knew when I can speak in the break room at work. You know, I, I, Everything, man. Nothing was going to get in my way. Like, I will follow supervisors and say, "Where's he going at this time?" Okay, cool. <laughs> I know I can go into break room at this time because he's going to be over here every day, like clockwork. So, 10 a.m. to six. That was the first schedule. Then I switched to five in the morning to 1 p.m. So I said, "Okay, well, I have to relearn everybody's schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have to, I have to learn a whole new group of coworkers. I have to learn everything, you know." So um I did that. I learned everybody's moves. I knew I knew how who I know who worked. That was another thing too that that um that kept me afloat, man. It was my work ethic, man. Um, just to give you some random numbers at work. Um, let's say they ask you to move a hundred pallets at work in an eight-hour shift to keep my supervisors from from knowing that, hey, this guy's going in the break room eating meals, I would give them 130, 140. <laughs> <laughs> Just going above and beyond, just yeah. so they wouldn't You know, I got to a point, man. I would, I would tiptoe in the break room, eat a meal before my lunch break, eat a meal. I had my shakes. I would take my protein shake, put it on my forklift, go right back to work like nothing happened. So you know, it was just being so focused, man. Like determined. I even told myself, man, if I get fired, I'd rather find another job than give up my uh, my nutrition program. I was, yeah, I was yeah. that focused.
0: That. That's the thing, isn't it? The, the the thing I found with it is 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 there's, there are a couple of elements that lead to success. Because I've 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 been successful in this journey before, and a little bit like you, this this time is the time that I'm saying to myself, right, this is the final time that I'm going to get myself into shape. So I'm very much in in a similar place in terms of that. But what you're talking about there just shows that there's such a it's such a big picture. You know, it, it's not just about. If I start going to the gym, or if I start going for runs, I'm gonna get in the shape of my life. It's it's not that simple, you know. There are so many elements that could interrupt. And what what you do is you be proactive and remove those elements before they get the chance to interrupt your routine. Which is which is interesting because that's something I've never even thought about doing. What what I've always done is I've fitted my schedule around. The priorities that I have so i say okay well I've, I've got to work from this time to this time I've got to do my daughter's bedtime routine at this time I've got to do this with her at this time so I'm going to work out at this time and I'm going to prepare my food at this time but what you what you're saying is interesting to me because it's like I could you know you're so motivated that you've thought about everything in advance it sorted, sorted it sorted it all and it's like every day is almost like you're on autopilot because everything's already been done in 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 a couple of hours or you know or a couple of weeks of preparation way beforehand so that's insane to me that is insane um
1: by like bro I was determined bro I to, I every day um cuz remember in warehousing and logistics um everybody knows in, in the warehouse the end of the month the the end of the month for in a warehouse that's like if if you do anything out of line that's like boom instant termination because the numbers closing out the month is is critical for the business man so um the end of the month i had to really plan like i had to go into the system um because i was a lead at my job i got promoted to a lead just to get some more wiggle room with my nutrition plan i'll talk about that a little later too man i was so (laughs) determined um but I got access to the system. So I was able to look at literally the workload at work. So I knew what was going where, you know, I knew all the movements of the trucks, everything, man. When I say I planned, I was able to, on Friday, I was able to look into Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday's workload. So I knew how busy it was going to be at work the following week. And I would look at that schedule and I'm like, okay, well, Sunday I have to meal prep for the entire week cause it's going to be busy at work. They're giving away overtime and Managers are going to be on high alert. They're going to make sure everybody's on point. So I have to prep that much more ahead to make sure my plan doesn't get compromised. So it's all about how bad you want it, man. Like, dude, like I I was willing to give up sleep, everything to make sure I stayed on track, man
0: yeah I mean you know you know going back to the sleep thing I found one of the huge secrets around this whole being successful in, in in anything really you know in in weight loss in weight gain in muscle mass gain whatever it is I mean I, I keep using the word weight loss and I, I do prefer to use fat loss rather than weight loss because I've always, I've always said to myself if, if I was say 300 pound but I was the most shredded I've ever, ever been the number on the scale would not matter to me at all it's it's all it's all about how I feel within myself, how I look. And, you know, if, if I portray an image that that I want to portray, but, um, one of the things I found that getting up early is such a key element, you know, getting those extra hours in the day is so like I said to you, obviously when we started today, oh, it's an early morning for you, but now listening to your story, it's not really an early morning for you. You know, (laughs) like you probably could have been up two hours already before we've even had this conversation and it's only 6am where you are. So I think that, the, the whole getting up early thing is really underrated. Um, but that, again, is a discipline, isn't it? Getting out of bed is, is, is a discipline just the same way as prepping your meals, going to the gym, you know, following your schedule, being disciplined at work, all of that sort of stuff. It's just it's an insane amount of things to have to think about. But if you give yourself the time to, to, to make it all happen in a day, it's, it's, a, it's a reachable thing to do. Um, hey, um,
1: I don't have the time I, well, I look at it I, when, when a client signs up with me I say well what's your work schedule it's on the questionnaire your work schedule I need to know what type of job do you have physical or is it a sedentary job um, I need to know everything about you man so once I look at that it's at the top of the list your work schedule is 7am to 5 I recommend you work out before you go to work what you want me to get up that early yeah because when you get up at five PM, you are not going to want to go to the gym. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It's a sacrifice.
0: Mm-hmm, One
1: mm. day of saying I'm going home at five PM, that's going to turn to a week. That week's going to turn to a month. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Before you it, you're not working out at all. So yeah, I find with, with 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 that going back to what you're saying about you don't like when I go to work all day, I do have this sort of thing where I don't want to do anything when I get home. You know, I just want to cook a fresh dinner, eat. Eat, eat with my my partner, my fiance. Put my put my daughter to bed, and I just want to put my feet up for the evening. But what I have found is, um, I'm taking boxing classes Monday and Wednesday nights at seven pm, and I I finish work at like a five pmish type time. And I find that if I'm doing something that isn't just a physical you know I find with resistance training like it may be different for you because you've done it all of your life but I find with resistance training that for me um it's not that it's boring but I have to be a lot more motivated to go and do it whereas when I'm doing something that involves the mind a little bit more like maybe boxing or I used to play rugby I know rugby is not a huge sport over in America but they, they definitely have it over there um but it's basically like a British version of American football. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I find if I do those sort of exercises in the evening and then the resistance training in the morning, then I find I'm much more successful. Whereas if I was to do this, the resistance training in the evening, I'd probably just think, I can't today. You know, I just, because you have to feel strong, don't you? Going into the gym that day, you have to feel strong. And i wake up feeling, even if I haven't eaten, I'll wake up feeling... Like I could go do something. But by the time I've been to work, I have a sedentary job, going back to what you were saying about, um, you know, roles that are like, which role you sort of do. I work at, I'm an IT guy. So I literally work at a computer all day long. Um, so by the time you get home, you've been lazy all day. You're already in that lazy sort of mode. Um and it's hard to click the switch and get out of that, that place. So I think that the getting up early thing must be such a key thing, both obviously for your journey, my journey and anybody else's. It, that's got to be a takeaway point.
1: Yeah, I, on my IG stories, I don't know if you get a chance to watch my stories mm-hmm. daily, man. Um, I always record the moment I wake up, I put a timestamp on there. Um, four in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. like I got fathers. You are a father, man. You're a dad, you have to work around your family.
0: They love you. They want every second you have. They could because they love you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, the, the 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 other thing I notice actually is uh looking at your story is your, your food is so um consistent. Like you you have the same breakfast every day, right?
1: I, I tell my people to stick to your nutrition plan, the diet is seven days a week. That is one. Of the, that's the, even if you miss a day of resistance training, if you can get your cardio in, um, and you can make sure you don't miss any of your meals on your nutrition plan, I'm living proof that that's that's what's going to get you there, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not just pulling out of the air. I'm telling you, this is what got me there. It's been days that I've missed weight training, but I was able to get my cardio in, and I didn't miss a meal at all. Stayed right on track.
0: Yeah, did were, were there any? Were there any? I know, obviously, you very much went from one last to another. Nutrition plan was there, and you sort of ironed that out. But did you ever try any of the other? There are a lot of fad diets, a lot of diets that you know just basically dress up the basic principles of dieting you know like i I always think and and i don't want to take shots at diets because you know a lot of things work for a lot of different people and whatever works for them is okay but i i I sometimes look at like keto they just cut out carbohydrates i look at intermittent fasting they basically are just cutting out breakfast like there's there's a lot of different ways of doing it did you explore any of those or did you just get the nutrition plan develop it to how you wanted it and then move forward
1: no man um all of those fat diets, man, like I tell people, that stuff is for sales. Um, mm-hmm. I already knew that, but when I sat in my certification class and I got certified and they went into further detail about things like that, um, that's why I always – have you ever watched The Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tell them, you know, the truth that I'm going to tell you is like Negan. I'm going to hit you over the head. <laughs> you may not like it, but it's coming. I'm not going to lie to you, you know. Um It's for sales. They teach you about that when you get certified as a a trainer or a coach. Um, They they cover finances, marketing, um, how to sell to your niche market. They cover all of that. Um, So when I see trainers pushing things that don't work or fitness influencers Mm. um, that push things that don't work, they're just pushing that product or that service or that diet. They're just pushing it for a buck. I'm going to call out on it, man, because I did not use – a keto diet to lose 130 pounds. I didn't use a paleo diet. I used a balanced lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Fruit, lean cuts of meat, vegetables. Um, I was just joking with my wife. I said, man, I probably drank about today, since December till now, I probably drank about 600 gallons of water. (laughs) Um, You know, it's it's all about just rearranging your lifestyle, re-addicting your body, to a healthier way of life that's all it is you're correcting those addictions
0: yeah and I was going to say just going. you touched on the influencer point there and this is something I'm very very passionate about because I do feel you know i you know if you go on YouTube or you go on any of these social media websites you can not go far without scrolling past a video of a guy with his top off super shredded probably been shredded his entire life let's be honest and um you know, he's talking to the camera and he's saying, do you want to know how I got this shredded? Do you want to know how I did all of this and still at Mars bars five times a day? Like, do you want to sign up to my program? And I think the, one of the huge problems with that for me is that there are people out there like yourself that have very genuine plans that they can, you know, help people with. And then there's a lot of misleading information which puts people off and puts them in bad places and and, and is giving the fitness industry a bad name um what what are your thoughts on like obviously i don't know in the if if you have this in the us but in the uk we have like reality tv shows and then the reality stars come off those shows and then they start selling products on their instagram so like we, we we have we have something over here called love island and it's basically a, a group of ripped guys and a load of girls that are, like, in shape as well, if you like, and they're all following fashion trends. And then when they come out of this show, they're on Instagram and they've got millions of followers and they're pushing these products like teas that apparently cut your weight and uh, shakes that cut you... And and what all it really is is replace a meal with this shake or replace a meal with this... And all it is is a calorie deficit in a box, right? So what... (sighs) I don't know if you could offer any, but is there any advice to listeners to a, how to how to um, sort of find a genuine... If, if you're looking for help, you know, and, and you don't want to do that, put the time in yourself. Like I, I'm the sort of person I put my time in myself. I've gone away. I've done my own courses. because, And that's not because I don't want to rely on anyone else, but it's because with a family, I don't need the financial outgoing of a, you know a training plan at the minute. So I went away and did, did all the training, the sort of education side of things myself and then became passionate about it. And now I wanna help other people with it eventually when I'm in a place where, where I can inspire. But how would you advise people to, to dodge the bullets and find the right source of information?
1: Um, I talk about that. Actually in my ebook, Fit For My Family Down 130 Pounds. That's one of the, the topics I cover. I'm the right coach or the right trainer. Um, first, you have to look at your goals. Oh, I want to be in shape. I don't want to be a bodybuilder or anything like that. I want to have some good muscle tone, um, low levels of body fat, but I still want to be agile. I still want to be flexible. You know, I still want to be able to do my jiu I still want to get on the mat here and there. Um, well, you need to find a trainer that has a proven track record of that kind of program. He, he knows how to coach you on nutrition. He knows how to coach you on resistance training for that contact sport and he knows how to teach you how to live a balanced lifestyle um but my ladies hey i want to be oh i'm overweight you know a lady might be i'm gonna pull some numbers out the sky she might be five foot five um 230 pounds for a lady that's a that's a pretty she's pretty stout (laughs) um so she has to look for a woman that, that not the similar body type but trains in a way that she enjoys you know it has to be some kind of resistance training they have to know how to teach her about nutrition how to properly do cardio how to properly recover everybody has to have somebody to teach them the correct process um the, the worst thing for that woman is to go on instagram go scrolling down the explore page oh i like her butt she, she's the right trainer that's not the way to go about it mm-hmm. you have to look at her clients is she certified Um, Look for her client results. If she doesn't have client results, what does she know? What does she teach on a daily basis? How consistent is she? Um, Does she offer any programs? Have some dialogue with her. Pick her brain. Hey, um, if I sign up with you, what would I be doing? What's the food like? This and that. It's so many questions you have to throw at these trainers to screen them, man, because like I say daily on my Instagram, all of these people on on social media selling programs—they aren't even qualified. Most of them aren't even certified to teach you anything. They're just here to make a buck. They don't want to work a job. They look halfway decent, so they're going to get on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and they're going to sell you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, that TV show. Most of those people coming off that TV show probably aren't even qualified to teach you anything about health and fitness, but they have a following, and they're going to capitalize off of that because, like you said, they have millions of followers. If they can sell a $30 bottle of protein powder to 20% of that 1 million followers, that's their living right there. And that's all they're caring about. They're not caring about teaching the overweight girl how to get in shape, the overweight guy, how to get in shape and live a healthy lifestyle. They're doing it for their pocket. Mm-hmm. So you want to look for somebody that's credible, somebody that's genuine, someone that's passionate about what they do. They're going to be in the fitness industry for their life. It's their career. You don't want a fly by night trainer, man, because that's your health, man that's your health on the line so you need somebody that's genuine so that's why i reached out to my mentor and coach aj ellison man cuz he had um he had been for a while um and it wasn't even about him his his track record with his clients how he coached people uh his approach to fitness you know the balance of resistance training bodyweight exercises being disciplined with nutrition overall—that was the main thing that drew me to him, man. I said, "Okay, well, yeah, yeah. That—that's that's my style, you know. I want to learn how to eat because food is that's that's the biggest factor in fitness, man. So that's how I screened my own mentor and trainer. So that's how I was able to teach other people. Hey, you got to know how to look at these people, man. How to come at them and
0: find if this is the right person for you. Mm-hmm. I think." it's almost like seeing your body or like your fitness and your health as a business and you're you're hiring someone to run it for you uh that's what it's like so you you want to vet them on that on that kind of level um i think that, i think that's pretty strong advice to be honest you know anybody out there that is is looking for help they need to really i mean going back to what you were saying about she's got a nice ass that's who I'm going back to, you know, um, my Instagram page, Broody Foodies, I run that with my partner because we're sort of on a journey together. Um, and that's all about food really, rather than anything else. It's about the food we're eating, but she is, I regularly catch her going through Instagram, looking at these girls. That's the body I want. That's the body I want. And I think it's important just to come off that point and, and, and talk about that because, Your body is only capable of what your body is capable of, right? So all of our genetic DNA is made up to be different. So I can't necessarily look like Zac Efron in at his leanest. Like it's just not possible because that's not my genetic DNA. At my leanest, I already know that I still am not that. I don't look that great. Not by by the fitness industry standards, I don't look that lean, you know, at my leanest. But I know that. You know, with a little bit more work, I could probably get to a point where I'm happy, you know, but I think people have to re- set realistic goals um, and rather than looking at other people and looking at what they're achieving, create a goal of their own like you did, you know, you you, you created a goal of your own and said, OK, this is where I want to get to. This is what I want to be and this is what I want to be for my for my son and then set out on that journey to to to, to do it for yourself rather than do it based on somebody else's goals. Because I think as soon as you're aspiring to be somebody else, you're not doing it for yourself anymore, you know? And I think, I think once you lose that, you lose all motivation.
1: Yep. Yeah. For me, um, it started out as, Hey, I want to compete. I want to be, I want to do either men's physique or bodybuilding or something like that. But then went from, okay. Well, let's just be healthy enough for our son first. Let's learn how to maintain that first. You know, see, my priorities changed. Yes, I would love to compete, be a competitive bodybuilder, do photo shoots, all that great stuff. But right now, that stuff isn't it's, – it's, we can get there, but it's going to take time, you know. So my priorities went from, okay, well, let me, say, let me see how long I can stay in great shape. I'm going to maintain and still keep making small improvements along the way. Because mm-hmm. eventually, baby is going to get older. He's, he's going to be two this year. So, hey, I've been holding on for two years. Okay, what's two more years? What's five more years? So eventually you'll get to that goal of you want to be shredded like Zac Efron or, you know, your wife want to get the body of her dreams. You can get there, but you have to try to look at it in a realistic perspective, man. Is that reality right now? Okay, well, no. Let me just make small little daily steps every single day, 365 steps a year. And over time, you'll get there. But right now, you've got, you got to focus on, hey, I'm healthy. I'm not any, on any prescription medication. Um, nobody has to push me in a wheelchair. I don't have to walk with a cane. Those are the things to celebrate, man. It's all about your health. I tell my clients all the time, I get, I get people, you know, well into 300 pounds. Um, you know, if you're 300 pounds, I tell them, don't contact me about talking about a six-pack. <laughs> if, if, if you're over 300 pounds... You should not be worried about a six pack. Are you healthy enough to take two handfuls of groceries four flights of stairs without being tired? I give them examples. I say, are you healthy enough? Are you in good enough shape? Um, gunshots break out. Can you pick up your child and run to safety? Are you healthy enough to do that? <laughs> it's the small things, man. It's not all about the vanity of it. It's not about how you look. It's all about being healthy enough to even survive, man. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid a fire breaks out in your home. Are you healthy enough to jump up in the middle of the night, grab your family, and get out of there? Or are you going to be winded and, and mess around and get everybody stuck in there?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I looked at that too. Um, it was actually probably about a couple months ago. You know, my son, he's very mobile now. He's very mobile. Um, he made a break for the street. He ran towards the street. And I was help. Boom, I ran and I caught him. I'm like, man, you know, if I was 330 pounds, I would not have been able to chase my son down and, and pull him to safety, you know? So it's the small things like that that really matter.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they're, I think they're be- better goals to have as well because they are, they are not only more realistic goals, but they are really more important goals. You know, like, I mean, my, my dad recently uh, had an issue with his knee um and basically they said that eventually they might need to operate but he'd need to lose some weight in order for them to do the operation and he started losing mobility on the knee um don't know what it is yet but it could be potentially like arthritis something like that he's he's in his 60s um and you know he's been carrying weight a long time um and his his goal was just to be able to move around on his knee without any any pain and i think a lot of people that are you know at the higher end of the spectrum in terms of their weight you know 300 pounds plus they they experience some sort of level of discomfort on a daily basis you know so it might be that their feet hurt after a long day at work or you know going back to what you were saying about your ankle um anything like that so i think that just making the goal to say okay I want to go to work for a whole day and not come home aching because my, my body's had to work so hard to carry myself around or you know to or I want to be healthy enough like you say so I can carry the, all of the shopping and my wife doesn't have to do any of that or you know I want to be healthy enough so that I can carry my son or daughter around the park rather than them having to push them or having to let them walk I can carry them around and communicate with them all the way around and I can create that bond because I'm strong enough and fit enough to do it and I think that if there's anything I want to take away from this podcast I think that's one of the strongest messages about realistic goals that are that are set yeah and they're their are they're life-based goals rather than you know Instagram-based goals or you know f- like imagery, like what you see isn't everything. You know, it's how you feel sometimes.
1: I'm pretty planned um, for the most part. I plan my days. Some things pop up here and there, um, but for the most part, I stick with the same routine. Man, mm-hmm. um, up at four, work probably either I'm, if I have client plans to work on, I will work on those. Then I wake my son up at seven, so I got a three hour window to handle my business in the morning. Um, I wake my son up at seven. Sometimes I'll do 7.15, 7.30 based on you know if I have his clothes ready, if I have his breakfast prepared already. Mm-hmm. Um, most part, I'm up at four. Um, first thing, every single day, I wake up at four, I come downstairs because the floor downstairs is the most level in the house. I jump on the scale, I weigh myself, document my weight every single day. Now, that's another thing I, I want to include. Taking your weight daily is a big factor for losing weight. Or fat loss, I should say, right? Mm-hmm. Fat loss, you have to know. It's not all about the number on the scale. It is about body composition. But just seeing that number on the scale, it, it, it creates accountability. So this entire journey I just told you about from December 2018 till today, mm-hmm. every single date between December 18 till now, August 2020, I have documented how much I weigh. It's no date you can ask me. I don't know how much I weigh. Mm-hmm it's
0: that for you know, yeah so yeah it, it, that, that's interesting to me you know actually because yeah I mean I, I I actually have a bit of a love-hate relationship with the scale sometimes I'm like that where I, I want to jump on it every day and then sometimes I say you know what I don't want to know at the moment I just want to sort of keep going because i find i find that if you hit and and it's important to say with fat loss you do hit plateaus where you go two weeks and you're doing the exact same thing and 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 there's no change you know and and that does happen because it's just your body's compositions or working out what's going on and 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 and, you know adapting and sometimes your metabolism adapts or your thyroid adapts and you need to you know change your calorie intake or whatever to produce more results as you lose weight um but uh i have a relationship where i'm some, so i take photos every day rather than getting on the scale so it's, it is a similar thing um and then i sort of what i normally do is i put them into a time lapse at the end of a month and then i look through the photo, and then i can see the progress from start to finish on a daily basis and sometimes it's nothing and sometimes it's pretty considerable um but it's interesting that you jump on the scale every day and that's how you hold yourself accountable Hold hold
1: myself accountable with me, my coach, my wife, my older brother, and my older sister. Um, Those are the main people that see those photos before they hit Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, Single day. See, we do a similar process where we're weighing ourselves every day, and we take the photos once a week. So Mm -hmm. once a week at my lightest. So every photo you see on Instagram, that's me waking up at my lightest for the week. Mm -hmm. So I learned by getting on the scale every day. You learn what your body's doing. You you can monitor your body like um like it's in a science lab every day. So for example, uh, my wife's birthday was last week. We went out. We got a hotel. I kind of you know, I went off my program a little bit. You know, it was one of those things. It's like, hey, we don't got a hotel for the weekend. You really gonna be in here eating meals and you know, prepped meals and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Okay. Let me let my hair down a little bit. They brought the dinner. Um, got the hotel room. We enjoyed ourselves. I did everything besides indulging the sweets and alcohol. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I ate some good food. I, I, that week I was at – um my lightest weight for last week was 205. I was 205. Then it jumped up 213. Then I jumped up to 217. But I know – I didn't eat that many calories to go from 205 to 217 because you know, one pound is 3,500 calories times mm-hmm. you know 10. I didn't eat that many calories by looking at the number jumped like that on the scale. I know that's all the carbs I was eating, uh, mixing with water. That's bloat. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. It's bloat. It's not, I gained 10 pounds. It's all water weight. Yeah. We went to the park yesterday. Yesterday I was 2 217. We went to the park yesterday um woke up this morning two thirteen. so mm-hmm. by going to the park it was 95 degrees yesterday walking around at the park sweating chasing my boy playing on a swing with him playing on the slide four pounds of water weight gone just like that so mm-hmm. today for the rest of the week i know okay well for me to get back down to 205 i have to go stick to my nutrition get my workouts in but at the end of the day i'm going to take my family for a walk every day this whole week and i'll get back down to 205. by being accountable seeing those numbers on the scale you can monitor your body and say well okay well i know what's going on mm-hmm. why in five pounds how do i how do i fix it how do i monitor that key and get it under control
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, could you imagine going two three four weeks without taking your weight you don't know what happened in between those times so you can correct it you can't pinpoint the problem
0: mhm yeah that's interesting i mean that's actually just that that little segment there might have actually changed my outlook on whether or not i stand on the scale every morning because what what you're saying there is is, is if you are you know jumping on the scale once every 4 weeks you know three of those weeks could be perfect and one of those weeks could be imperfect and by sort of not holding you yourself accountable and and taking your weight, you're missing an opportunity to pick up on that problem before it happens, level it out, and you you ba- basically by weighing yourself every day you're avoiding setbacks, which is a, which is, and I've never ever heard anybody sort of talk about taking weight in in that sort of concept because you know, there's there's a there's a lot of debate online about whether or not taking weight's a good idea. You know, some people say yeah, you know, once a month or once a week. I know a lot of these fat loss programs have a once a week weigh in day that could be like Friday or something and they have like an official and they get certificates when they lose certain amounts of weight. But to to, to check it every day, um, you know, it it some people may say, Okay, well that's you know, might be excessive but to achieve the sort of results you want to achieve when you're, you know, at a higher weight, and if you're really serious about uh, bringing that, bringing that fat lot, of fat percentage down, and bringing your general weight down and improving your health, you have to be a little bit obsessive, don't you? You have to have that tendency of being a being obsessed with with your body and being obsessed with what you're eating and being obsessed with, you know, going to the gym, although it wouldn't be, you know, massively sustainable all the time when you are first on that journey you have to get there in order for it to become natural and then not feel like something that you're having to force every single day and then that's when it becomes sustainable because you've you've learnt where your limits are you've learnt where your boundaries are you've learned you know where you know the danger areas are and you've learned to stay away from them and you don't necessarily have to you know be so strict but getting on the scale every day is the constant you know, to, to working out what's going on and then using the knowledge that you've picked up over the time of losing the weight to adapt based on what the scale says. I'm, 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 I'm interested by that. I, I am interested by that. Here's
1: another thing here's another, the main reason why for me personally, I have to weigh myself so I can know what's going on because throughout this whole journey, um, uh, I realized one thing about my body and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that this happens to. Um, if I don't get enough sleep, my body will hold on to weight. Mm-hmm. So I have to see every day, every day. The numbers will show. It'll show. Like um, last week, for example, I was at 209 all week, 209, 209, 209, 209. Um, I did another um, YouTube segment with a gentleman called, uh, his name is Roland Martin. So for that, I needed to have extremely good Wi-Fi. Um, and my brother, he, he drives trucks, so he's not home right now. So I would use his home. We have a few family members that go over there. They hang out at his house sometimes. So I went over there. I had some peace and quiet at my brother's house. Um, did the YouTube segment, spent the night, got my wife's approval, spent the night at my brother's house um, <laughs> with a few family friends. Um, I got about – because normally, like I told you, I'm running on between four, hour, four to five hours of sleep a day. But the nights that I get eight hours of sleep or more – two to four pounds of weight loss just like that crazy isn't it oh it shows on the scale every time i get at least eight hours eight to ten hours of sleep i'm gonna lose at least two to four pounds that night mental mental yep that's all <laughs> water weight you know you, you have to the scale is going to teach you about your body and it's very mm-hmm.
0: important to your body man do, do, you, do you think the, the sort of weight loss link between sleep and not sleeping is, is a hydration thing? Because, you know, if the, I, 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 I think uh, if you're tired, your body uses more water or needs, needs hydration more often because it, it's sort of running on empty. Um, so do you think that there's a link between hydration and sleep?
1: Hydration and sleep, yes, it is a link, but also that's your body's time to recover. So during fat loss, your body really, it really can burn more calories during a good night of sleep than you will burn your best job. It's Mm -hmm. that imperative sleep, man, because um, when you're training hard, your body's going to use that time, that eight hours of downtime. The example of my Instagram um this, this might tickle you a little bit um <laughs> i give the example of think of, and imagine inside of your body it's little workers the workers are like hey you know drop us down some tools we, we we know what to do but we need you to drop us down some tools so we can work on your body we can build your body from the inside out so once we do our job the work we do on the inside will show on the outside so you're dropping them fast food you're dropping them alcohol beer Um, You're drinking pint after pint. They're like, man, you know, we we can't use these tools to do our work. So you look like it. (laughs) Start correcting those things. You're getting enough sleep. You're eating properly. You're working out. You're properly hydrated. Those workers can now do their job. So during that eight hours of sleep, eating properly, working out properly, that eight hours, that's prime time for those little workers. They're like, okay. We're on the clock guys. We got 8 hours to repair these body parts. We got 8 hours to, you know, flush out extra water, flush out extra toxins. We got 8 hours to flush out all this bad stuff. We got 8 hours to pretty much get Joe ready for the next day. So that's pretty much how that process goes to mm-hmm. simplify, you know, in case the kids are listening too.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i i definitely appreciate that and i I look at it from a similar similar perspective where it's like i you know i see the food as the bricks and and the sleep and the hydration as the cement and then and then you know my motivation as like the 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 people that work on it to build the house and that sort of thing so I, i i do think it's helpful to see it like that because it also helps you sort of put things into almost sections you know like and and, and discipline yourself in each section and say okay well this is what I need this for this is what I need that for this is what I need that for without all of them the house can't be built you know or the 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 body can't be built um with two of them you know it's going to happen but it's going to be shabby you know if I if if, if I build the house without the cement it's not going to be much of a house it's going to fall apart you know so it's it it's such a that that that's that all goes back to mindset which we could probably do a whole another podcast on which we don't have time but maybe maybe i'll get you back on for a mindset chat at some point rodney but um I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up there just because of time and that sort of thing. Obviously, conscious of your time, my time, and every, everybody else's time. Uh, but I just want to say, Rodney, thank you so much for coming on. It, 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 honestly, I, I've learned quite a bit from from this chat, and I hopefully hopefully we can uh, do a part two at some point. Um, what I'll do as well is if you want to go and um, check out Rodney, I'll put all his uh, social media links, and I'll also put a link to where you can find his book and where you can go buy his book because uh, I have actually read his book, and it's. It, it, he talks about a lot of different things in this book that that we talked about today, but in a lot more detail. Um, and, and if you are out there and you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to better yourself, there's a lot of concepts in there, in there that you could really take from it. So Rodney, I don't know if you've got anything else to say, mate, but I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for, you know, accommodating me at an early hour. Um, it's been a pleasure, mate.
1: Hey Joe, it's been great. Um, you know we're both at a new point in our career so i definitely wanted to help you out man you're new with your podcast i'm new as a coach i've only been coaching since december 2019 so mm-hmm. we're, we're we're just getting started in our careers man you know so this is our time now um, now our viewers and listeners and clients and everybody that's listening and watching us they can say okay well these guys they're on to something they're giving out good information but as we practice what we preach over the years to come You know, this will give them something to look back on and say, wow, man, these guys are very consistent, you know, they're Mm -hmm. passionate. And that's just building our credibility, man, you know, without even trying, man. We don't have to prove anything as far as what we know. We're going to prove it by by example, as fathers, as eventually entrepreneurs, um, just showing people, hey, man, it's possible, man. That's all they need to know is possible. That's why I always include um, my work history, you know, what I've done for a living, or Going full time as a coach because people need to be able to relate to that. You know, I'm not just this magical guy that jumped up and became a coach. I went through the process, I worked a job, and I got there, man. You know, with just be consistent over time. So I hope anybody that's listening, they can that's the biggest thing they can pull out of this podcast is be patient with yourself, be patient over time, work while you wait. That's very important, man.
0: Work while you wait. that's a good little bit of advice to end it on so i'm gonna cut it there then rodney thank you so much again for joining me I, i look forward to you joining me again later on in our uh progressive paths um but but yeah take care of yourself i know that there's obviously a lot going on with the coronavirus in america uh we've got the same issues here so make sure you keep yourself and your family healthy um and yeah i really appreciate you coming on thank you very much mate have a good day take care buddy